Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here and, well, okay, it's a little overcast, but it's really lovely here That's okay. in Seattle. It yeah, works. It works. I, I have clients in, in other parts of the country and other parts of the world, and so uh, we do Zoom now, right? And um, it's always raining here usually when I'm on the uh, Zoom call with someone who's like in California or Arizona, just like our our lovely guest, um, if she, unless she's moved recently, she's in Colorado, so I'm sure it's quite beautiful there as well. As all of our listeners know, one of my favorite things to do is to interview people that I believe are on the leading edge of thought. And so today, because everyone knows I love astrology too, I get to interview Stormy Grace. She has been practicing astrology her entire life, but professionally the last seven years. She has a doctorate degree in business management. And she also has a very lovely connection with the divine, the universe, the multisensory world. And so she combines all of these beautiful assets along with her grace. I mean, I I love that that's a part of her name because she really is quite graceful um, as she delivers information to clients, students, and has fabulous YouTube channels. That's how I found her was on YouTube. So welcome to the show, um, Stormy. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's just lovely to be here. You have such a lovely vibration, so I'm I'm pumped to be a part of it. Yeah. Thank you. So do you. So do you. Yeah, it's a great vibration. So so since you were young, you've fell in love with the stars. Yeah, I I um you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a conscious thing, honestly. Just when I was much younger. I realized I saw and I felt and I moved through the world a little bit differently than the people in my, you know, nuclear family did. And my mom realized that as well. And I was, you know, six, seven years old and she took me to my first metaphysical fair. And it was, you know, I loved it. Good vibration, numerology, the herbs, all of that. And I watched this woman do astrology and it felt like a calling it back up in myself. Wow. It just was like a coming home. And you know, I didn't I didn't go running towards astrology at that time. I studied it and had it around me, but it just felt like a natural piece of the conversation that lived in between the worlds for me. So I didn't ever think I needed to do more with it besides be with it and listen. And uh, that's what it, it looked like for most of the journey <laughs> until I decided to come into professional practice, which was a whole whole event in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like that, right? When you have a certain profession, you've got yourself all figured out, you you know who you are, and then all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, game plan here. I need to make a change, right? Oh, absolutely. I was um, I was working for about a decade in radio, and I loved it. And I tell people all the time when I fell into radio, and I literally fell into radio. I did not mean to be there at all. Um, <laughs> I fell in love. I fell in love with every aspect of what was happening in in that industry. Mm-hmm. 
And I walked through the doors one day and I literally had a spiritual experience. I heard that I was not going to come back here anymore like this. And it was time for me to start my practice. And I'm like, hold on. (laughs) I'm starting a practice that I haven't been practicing. I need some clarification because I'm going to starve. I got this kid, you know? It was very, very jarring and awakening. And I think people who have had that moment definitely understand because you you have to be human first and just freak out. And then kind of get busy with the the living of of faith around the business, honestly. Right. You know, that's I love what you're talking about. And I love your story um, because I I think there's far more people who have had that experience, but don't listen to the universe, you know, and the universe, of course, respects us and honors our choices because free will is, you know, the most powerful, I believe, law in the universe is. And Mm -hmm. and for those of us who do that, because I had a similar experience myself, it really is a path of trust and faith. And you just have to realign yourself maybe 50 times a day and <laughs> as you move through it. But the universe will help you, too. It will continue to give you signs and support because there's nothing more empowering than choosing your authentic self. Yeah, that's that is that is absolutely it. And I it took me a year after I, I got that message to finally just take my claws out of the plan and let go of radio and, and go ahead and start my practice. And I have to tell you, um, it was the most painful year of my life. Like I hurt inside every day. And I know now very clearly that what that was, was the ache of fear Mm. because I just, my faith was not big enough to leap yet, but I was also, I believe, granted grace every day and every day I would work on my my business per se just for like 10 or 15 minutes and those were the 10 and 15 minutes that I felt like I could breathe you know right so there is I I very much so understand when I work with clients the space of faith and fear and that you can be in fear and take faithful action (laughs) right that's that's really helpful um, because you know that can help others to go ahead and and start to trust that little by little, or, you know, you kind of have to shut the door to the past. You know, that's what makes it so scary. You, ha- you have to, like, disengage from it at some point so that the momentum can move forward. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing w- that with our listeners. I-, I know that that has touched many, many people who have been in that place or are in that place or are heading in that place. So thank you so much. And, and so now back to one of your gifts, of course, which is um, your love for astrology. Um, is this week like a little crazy or what this this week? <laughs> just this week? Just, <laughs> just this week? I mean, yeah, this is like what I think it is, is a week inside of 2020. <laughs> right. Which has ultimately been its own riveting experience, no matter how, you know, evolved or practiced you are. 2020 has been, you know, our last kind of um, big shifts as we get ready to genuinely, as a species, mutate into what we will be next. So, yeah, it is a week (laughs) within 2020, and it actually, in a very lovely way, has been um, a lot of gifts that have been given this Mm -hmm. week. We've been under a fair amount of trine energy that's happened this week. We did have Mercury oppose Uranus, which can be a little bit challenging. And really the biggest news that we have going that creates, I think, an addition to some of the stress we've been feeling is we do have Mercury 
um, in retrograde, and we have got uh, the sun into the energy of Scorpio today. So, and we've had the moon blow through Scorpio in this last little bit of time. So, it has definitely intensified things for people because, you know, in Scorpio season and under Scorpio energy, we we get the magnifying glass out. And we really start to zoom in and look at something very, very closely and say, well, what is it? What do I desire here? What am I afraid of? What do I need to release? What What is my deepest fear? And I'm only afraid of it because I'm really good at it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it, it definitely has this very provocative, intense, penetrating, emotional clarity that comes to us at this time. And with Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, Mercury is our communication planet, how we think, it's of our minds. So we have all been flipped backwards into our lives and into our journeys to relook at what is that deep desire? What's your deep passion? What's your deep fear? And are you just standing with it? Or do you have that thing in motion? Are you declaring a little bit of victory with that thing? So it is intense in, in those two particular energies in and of themselves. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love what you were just talking about in terms of how this focus, thanks to Scorpio, is forcing us to really re-examine and kind of perfect with Mercury retrograde, you know, to um, really look at things in a very detailed and profound way. Again, you know, again. So I... Again. Right. Again. again. And are you going to do something different this time? Could you? Would you? Would you entertain that? You know, what does it look like? So yeah. I, I love eclipses. I, I, I mean, they don't always bring me the greatest experience. I mean, really, they always bring me the greatest experiences. But sometimes in the rush of them, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would be going, um, <laughs> why is this happening? <laughs> but we've got a couple eclipses. Well, we have, you know, they're always paired typically. And the pair is happening mm-hmm. next month in, you know, less, well, in about a month approximately. Yeah, and it has been, we've been in, you know, the series of of eclipses this year, and we've had a few more than we normally do. So it has definitely been a, a year of shifting with the eclipse when we have an eclipse, because it's such a big lunar event, and that really taps into our, our internals very much so. We take a shift, but the universe is kind. It gives us about six months to work that out, as opposed to when we have a normal moon cycle. You get about four weeks, and you sort some <laughs> business out and get on to the next thing. This one is like, okay, look, I'm going to need you to get your life together, so I'm going to give you about six months <laughs> to get that all worked out, you know? And so we've got this next um, eclipse that we will encounter coming up, depending on where you are in the world, the 29th or the 30th of November, and it's beautiful because it's going to be in the sign of Gemini. Mm. And this particular eclipse also is going to be laying right there with the North Node. And the North Node in astrology, for us, just in case you're not aware of this, is but this is this idea of what we pull forward to at a soul level, especially as a grouping, as a unit and a species, we pull forward to this. So we're pulling forward towards Gemini things, new thinking, new information, new ideas. And we're pulling away from Sagittarian energy, this idea of what I think I know, right? Mm -hmm. Or things that are potentially um, from the global scene or in our personal life, old truths. Mm -hmm. We have to examine, is this still a truth in this cycle of my life? And instead, I'm pulling towards talking about that, rethinking about that, reexamining that. And this eclipse is going to help us begin to begin to close out 
some old ideas that we've identified from 2020 alone, wow. you know, and we'll, we'll continue to examine those um, old ideas, old situations, old relationships as we, we travel through 2021. So if it's not serving you, this eclipse in Gemini, especially in your thinking or in what's coming out of your mouth or how you are feeding your mind and nourishing yourself with content, you're going to get six months of really looking at that and the challenges to, to the structure of your thought will present themselves so that you can go, oh, this, this doesn't fit anymore. And it's such an adventure because I think, Marie, for all of us, what it asks us to do is say, why do you think that? Do you think that because you think that or do you think that because it was given to you? Right. What do you think? Right. Exactly. Mm. It sounds like, and that was so beautifully said, thank you. It sounds like we're preparing, and you alluded to this a little bit um, when you began speaking, to a powerful, you know, humanitarian shift that is going to start affecting us next year. Could you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that truly we are already under the influence. It's just been a little bit quieter as the eclipse at the beginning of the year, we needed to finish Capricorn and Cancer before we really take this shift into living and breathing these new ideas. But the energy has already come in. And so as we do move forward into um, 2021, the consciousness is just different. It Mm. will just be different because we've had to question so much from our political leaders to our spiritual leaders to our family unit, how we speak and discuss and engage there. Everything has been about the development of learning new ways of doing things, speaking things, and sharing things this year. So as we go through 2021, you bet that consciousness is is awake and aware and looking around. And sometimes the consciousness is coming up in terms of, I feel like I need to fight for this. Wow. Right? But whatever it is, the energy is trying to bring an ending of one thing and a beginning of another. So we have to pay very close attention to where the new opportunities for ideas and language become available to us. Wow. So we're moving into, and as you said, it's already occurring, a very profound humanitarian awareness globally for the human race. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we really are because it's, and it's interesting because it is this idea, I think, almost especially moving into the energy of Aquarius of community, right? Mm-hmm. What do, What's going on in our communities? How are we serving our communities? We move from such a structured individual energy and such a what I have uh, energy, you know, very material into, uh, well, what can I offer? What can I add? Aquarian energy in and of itself says, well, what can I add to the greater good? Mm. So it will be that line of thinking that I believe shows itself as we go through 2021, really all the way until 2026, um, which is less about what do you have and more about what can you do and what wow. do you have to offer. And this will come from from the mind, from, come from these nodes, you know, giving right. us that awareness of, of flaws in our structures, our, our thinking and our beliefs. And when that happens as a conscious unit on this planet, we make very big shifts. You know, one of the last times we saw it be this big was when we began the Industrial Revolution. Mm. And that took on a whole new frame of mind um, for the world, really. 
And we're in a great mutable time again where we're coming back to new thoughts and new ideas that will um, really set up our landscape going forward. I just love all of that. Returning to our communities, returning to caring about our neighbors. Um, and, and of course, this is happening politically and globally as well when people talk about defunding certain you know, archetypes uh, or reducing their, res- their resources so that we can have different types of community people affecting our, uh, our neighbors for mental health or um, safety and, and reducing homelessness. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It kind of reminds me, you know, when I, I'm a product of the 60s. And um, when I was a little kid, of course, nobody knew what we were doing. We were in the woods playing all day long. But actually, people did know what we were doing. There were neighbors, you know, throughout the neighborhood, right. <laughs> sitting on the front porch. They had your mom's phone number, you know. Like, everybody kind of knew what was going on. And, you know, they all knew we were over at Johnny's house having bologna sandwiches on Wonder Bread, you know, because that's what right. was popular then. That you know that that we're kind of returning to that place where we're going to care about each other and look out for each other and be more mindful and not be so stark. And if someone doesn't fit into our reality of what it looks like to be a human being, whatever that is, and in terms of you know however we want to break that down, that that's not okay now. That that's not all right. Everyone is worthy and precious and deserving. People living on the street are worthy of warmth and home, um, home fires and food or whatever we decide to do as a community to make things better for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That's definitely where we're going. And we have these other energies that kind of um, stay in place with us um, as well that I think are as equally important because they do hold down a bit of what was working in our yes. old structure, you know what I mean? And I think that that's important for us to acknowledge as, as we move forward because we do want to really open up and care for our neighbors and look and love them and all of those things, but it's also important to make sure that our neighbors are looking out for our neighbors. You know, it's important that we answer that question as we move through this couple years of, yes, we're all here to take care of each other, but are you also doing your part? And we will see that. We yes. will absolutely see that conversation Um come to the table because, you know, as we grow in our humanity and even energetically, there's still not a free ride available, but there is grace and compassion and community. But it is also an encouragement to make sure that you are adding and to clean up any past um, patterns that we have, uh, whether it be in our personal lives or across the globe, Um, clean up those, those personal habits, behavior patterns, limiting thinking patterns, um, even even patterns in our thinking that just stop us from progressing forward. So, you know, the other thing I just want to say with the eclipses as they go, Marie, is that this is a beginning. We are in a very strong, powerful beginning, and it's going to take some time to get there. It is just going to take some time to really arrive at what we want it to be um, in the end. So, you know, if you're out there, don't lose hope. It's been exhausting. It's been rigorous this year. Um, but we are moving, and that is a very big deal. It takes a lot to mutate into something else, and that's why we call the end of the year the grand mutation. I, oh, I, I love that term. I didn't know that that's what it was called. I mean, I'm, wow, what a, I, I absolutely love that. And I think that was so lovely for you to say just to remind people because, you know, those of us who can see into the future sometimes, and everyone can if, you know, consciousness is what allows us to expand our awareness 
So many people can have more aspects of, of that ability to see, hear, or feel, you know, beyond our physical reality as, la- as they heighten their awareness. Um, and, and so I think sometimes, because I, I get so excited about what's coming, I forget about everything that everyone's going through. I literally do. I'm like, oh, my God, but that's, that, look at what's happening, you know, and, <laughs> and it's so dynamic and powerful and amazing. And, of course, I know um, that collapse has to occur in order for, you know, growth to change or the mutation, right, for the mutation to occur. There has to be some sort of strange collapse of some sort or some interesting merge. So I'm fully aware of that and comfortable with that perspective. But for those who aren't, haven't really allowed themselves to have that experience, it can be really uncomfortable and jarring. And when is this ever going to end kind of thing, you know? So thank you for saying that as well. I tend to forget to remind myself that, um, that that needs to be, uh, you know, spoken. I think having the pandemic too has been a fascinating return to our communities because people have to stay home. You know, I I noticed that no one has, at least from what I can tell all my neighbors, we have a Facebook page. No one's complained about a package being stolen off their porch recently um, because we're all home, you know, so we can go grab the package off the porch or take it for our neighbor quickly. You know, we're we're in our yards more. We're walking our neighborhoods more. I mean, more people have waved to me when I walk my dog um, over these last uh, whatever months it's been than the almost seven years that I've lived in my neighborhood. <laughs> so. Sure, yeah, there, there's nothing like a good old pandemic to, um, <laughs> you know, even Bring you closer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For yeah, you to get to know your great. neighbors, you know. Uh, and, and, of course, we don't, I mean, I don't mean at all to undermine the serious challenges that have been obviously um, about because of the health um, of our nation and the world, you know, so... Yeah. 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 And I think even in that, you know, when we speak of just the space of divine truth or divine um, energy working right on time, whatever the situation has been from for people brought on by the pandemic across across the globe, one of the things I just have to have the trust in is that if the energy was genuinely built to make us yes. reflect on each other and our situations, regardless of what it has looked like, it has been an invitation from the divine to engage in adjustment and growth. I couldn't, and, um, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more with you, um, Stormy. Everything's really an invitation. It really, the universe is always going, mm-hmm. <gasps> What about this? What about that? What What about this? What about over here? You know, the universe is always doing that. How can people find you besides oh, yes. listening to the podcast, you know, later? Yes, please, please do. Come find me. You can find me at stormygrace.com is my website. And I hang out a lot on YouTube, which you can find me at Stormy Grace there as well. Instagram, Facebook, all of the places. If you are looking for me, I am absolutely findable, and I would love to to engage with you. I love finding the astrology soulmates. So, Aww, yes, please continue. Oh, th- that was lovely. Well, you are a complete joy and really an inspiration. I appreciate everything you said on the show today. I know our listeners did, too, giving us hope and promise and also reminders that they need to do their homework if they want to have their personal life change at the very least they have to take some responsibility for how they see the world, how they experience the world, and how they choose to vibrate in the world. Mm, yes. yes. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This has been absolutely lovely. Oh, thank you, Sarmie. I would love to have you again, by the way. So um, we'll talk about that and um, see what, what, looks, what it looks like for you and, and when you'd like to come back on the show. 
Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a gorgeous day. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Marie Manucheri, and I am thrilled and excited to offer my very first psychic coaching program. It's a 12-week program, live, interactive, online, with, of course, self-hypnosis meditations that really work on the belief systems and begin to unlock limited beliefs that you have about yourself and infuse beautiful, authentic beliefs into your body so that you can be the psychic person that you want to be, that you are, that you deserve to be. This class will meet every Wednesday, January 13th through March 31st from 5 o'clock to 6 p.m. in the evening. I cannot wait for this program. I can't wait to see how you all change, how you all move into this incredible vibrational harmony and move into the multisensory world and begin to communicate with the divine, with your higher self, to be able to see into the veil, to be able to know psychic information. I'm thrilled for you. I'm happy for you. I can't wait till it happens. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for taking these online courses. For more information, visit energyintuitive.com. We all make promises, big and small. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to help you when you're in need. To be considerate and caring. To be your loving, faithful friend, partner, child, parent, neighbor. One of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Wait, hold up. I know what you're thinking. What's up with Marie's vibrational coaching program and how it's been doing? Well, here are some new graduates of the program to explain their recent experiences. Marie's energy vibrational coaching class has had a huge impact on me. I've learned how to tune into my energy and in particular, have learned how to quickly recognize when my energetic vibration drops. Then I use one of the many easy tools we learned from Marie to raise it back up again. It feels so great. Marie's vibrational coaching class was the missing piece I needed to help me act on my dream of starting a business, which moved me to take inspired action. Marie's vibrational coaching class was awesome. The structure of the class covers Marie's insights, Q&A, small breakout session, and creates insight and new ways of thinking. I built great friendships from that class and I learned a lot. Marie Manucheri's vibrational coaching class is beautifully designed. There are so many things you can share with others, and it's just a lot of fun. So if this excites you, and you want to learn how to raise your vibration and create a life of your dreams, Marie's next vibrational coaching course begins February 22nd of 2021 and meets every Monday for 12 weeks. For more information about the program, visit energyintuitive.com to learn more. 
An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here just outside of Seattle in Bellevue, Washington. We actually sit on the top of one of the T-Mobile buildings here um, in Factoria area, which has been basically a ghost building for months. Yeah, they've been really renovating the entire area, the, like basically oh, yeah. the campus, if you want to call it. My, my air quotes, everyone can see that. <laughs> uh, and it, look, it looks amazing, and yet no one's here really no to one's enjoy here, it yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like... Mean, you could bring that stuff Courtney up here. and I like, are like yeah. the only ones who walk in the building. Last yeah. last week there was actually a few more people, mm-hmm. like two, um, around here. But yeah, it's it's a ghost. They're camp. starting to drift in a little bit. more. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not today. I was the only one walking in. Oh, <laughs> you make it sound so sad. No, I like it actually. The only one using the stairs. You know, that's okay. Yeah, it's a good workout. Can't breathe when you get to the top, especially with a mask on. You literally can't breathe. <laughs> you know, when you get to the top of. Of five I still think it's working best for you that way. Oh, yeah, no, I love Restriction it. Restriction in the airflow makes it better for the lungs. Right? It's, right? it's good for us, yeah. You're in training, Maria. I'm in training. in training. Oh, my gosh. Yes, well, you know, maybe get some hiking in uh, this weekend with yeah. Charles, there right? So who do we have on our phone lines? And we want to thank everyone for waiting. People yep. typically wait the entire 30 minutes. Yep. Um, so thank you so much. Yeah, so if you're just tuning in, we had the first half of the hour, uh, we had Stormy Grace, a wonderful yeah. astrologer on the air. And if it's stormygrace.com, if you'd like to join her on her website, she's all over uh, every all the Instagram and all the other YouTube. Uh, outlet pages. I, I watch like her YouTube yeah, videos. Exactly. They're great. Yep. Yeah. And now okay. we're moving into the second half hour of the show, the feature. It's taking your calls. So <laughs> 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. And we'll start out uh, with Espy calling in from Eugene, Oregon. Hi, Espy. Hey, well, I'm so excited. I'm rewriting all of my questions. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you know, that's what happens that's when okay. people wait on the mm. on the line. That's why even though I don't have my beloved missed box that tells me where someone is and why they're calling, I never paid attention to why they were calling because most people don't ask the question they originally gave right. to whoever answered the phone. So what can I do for you? Well, First of all, thank you. I'm listening to your podcast. You're amazing. Oh, you're very kind. <laughs> I'm so excited just to speak with you. And, uh, very kind. So I won't take too much time. I know that a lot of people have lots of questions. So it's interesting because I've listened to Stormy Grace, you know, and it's very similar to what she has described. I find myself uh, also on that wonderful crossroad wondering, uh, what is the next opportunity uh, right. that is coming my way? Um, I've recently completed a three-year contract as an executive director in an early childhood center here, mm. uh, which was good, but not exceptional. And I'm used to exceptional experiences. That's <laughs> what I'm seeking, and that's what I work hard to um, to achieve. Uh, I've, I'm, I have also been divorced for uh, the past five years after 24 years that I've been married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Originally, I'm from Israel, but oh. I've lived in America for the past 30 years, on and off. And um, last year, I met this. Uh, amazing musician, magician, uh, with incredible twin flame energy between us. Um, but he's also has a, a very tough addiction. Yes, um, he's he's so not, not the sure. right guy. He's definitely not the right guy for you. I mean, not the right guy. No, no. Is here's what I want you to do. And of course, you never have to do anything. I say, I'm recommending that you spend some time because you know you know a lot of great things about yourself. You're very aware. You're of course very conscious, more conscious than the average person in the world, you know, so that's something to, you know, to reflect on. And you really need to spend some time falling in love with yourself. Really need to, you know, 
really get that vibration going on because when we don't love ourselves and we don't have a great perception about what that means or what it looks like or what it feels, which is the majority of the population, like probably 98% of human reality has no idea what self-love means. I mean, you do. You have a concept of it. You understand it. But I don't think you're having that feeling connection with yourself like that. Like even as much as you care about this other person you were talking about, because I can see you looking at him. Of course, you are attracted Mm -hmm. to him. He is interesting, obviously. He's creative. He's he's aware. He's got an awareness about it. But he's not the right person for you at all. Not even close. He's just not. So if you could if you could see yourself the way the divine sees you, which is what self love is about, like people who have been parents um, who look at their children, they love them so much. I remember my kids were little. I thought, oh my god, if they became mass murderers, which thankfully that did not happen to any of them. Um, I would go visit them as often as I could in prison. You know, I would. I I just love them so much. That's how much you have to love yourself. That exceptional, unconditional love that you have for this person needs to be reflected in yourself first and foremost before you allow yourself to have partnerships. Um, mm. Because you tend to be too nice and too accepting, and then I think that's great professionally. Whatever you want to mm. do in the world, and I think you should consider having like a coaching practice or some sort of intuitive awareness, conscious awareness, where you work with um, people to help them change their lives, because I think you have a great, you, you, you're motivated, you have high energy, you can see, do you know what I'm talking about? How do you know? How do I know these things? I'm highly intuitive. <laughs> that is crazy. And I've worked with thousands of people around the world for over, t- for two decades, so I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to see and hear and feel into the multisensory world. And I don't ever have to meet someone or I never even have to see them. And, the, you know, and I'm able to see quite a bit of for each individual. So this is your homework. And as I'm saying this to you, I'm saying this to all of our listeners. Like it's self-love is the game changer. And if, if you want, if everyone could just reflect on their life right now for just a moment. And because we've had moments where we, we've upgraded our self-awareness in terms of who we are, where we've had that moment where we go, damn, I really am good. I'm a good person. You know, we've had those moments. And if you could reflect on when the moment happened for you last, notice that things got better in your life. Things changed. So the key to our desires coming into this physical reality so that you can enjoy them every day and interplane with them is you need to love yourself as much as you love, excuse me, others or creatures or, you know what I mean? You've got to do it. You just have to. That's your homework, okay? Okay. All right. Do you see me travel to my home country? Or of do course. I, stay here? I mean, stay here for now, but of course. You, you, you're never going to stop traveling. You love it. You just love it. <laughs> so, so thank you so much for listening to the show. Have a gorgeous day in Oregon, and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to see what's going to happen with you. I'm, th- I'm excited that you're going to let yourself bloom and blossom because the world will uh, be um, rewarded for it. Okay. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. so much for your time. Of course. Have a gorgeous day. Yeah. Thanks, SB, for joining the show from Eugene, Oregon. 877-825-8828 is the number. And we will lock in our next caller. It's George calling in from oh, Arizona. Hi, George. Hi, George. Well, hi, Marie. Hi, George. I, I know George for lots of reasons, but he also was a part of my very first international retreat, went to Spain. And we talked about it once on the show because it was like crazy. Like, you left Arizona you found out that your passport was not valid anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, it had expired. 
Yeah, it had expired. Found you found out as I was, I was trying to board the airplane. <laughs> yeah, and then and then so you flew to you went somewhere to where did you go after that to get your your passport you know renewed? Well, uh, I met this amazing customer rep for uh, the airline. Yeah. And, um, she called up a passport place in Tucson. I was in Phoenix. Uh-huh. So I got on a shuttle. I went down. <laughs> when I got there, there was nobody there except the people working there. And in 90 minutes, I had a new passport. And everybody I wow. talked to says, you can't get a passport that fast. Well, you did. You were meant to be in Spain. And, and then you traveled to Spain. I think you you were like maybe half a day late, something like that, because you had missed your flights. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I showed up on a Tuesday night, and the thing started on a Sunday night. Oh, okay. So a little longer than I thought. And we had a wonderful well, time. It, it was it was really, really great. And, um, I, you know, I should mention that it was after that program that I started having um, communication with spirit guides. Ah, that's amazing. I'm, I, I'm the guy that that's not going to happen to. (laughs) It does. And there's another really cool fact about you, George. Your grandfather. Is it your great-grandfather or your grandfather? Uh, I think you're getting to my great-uncle. Great-uncle. Okay, so sorry. George's great-uncle was Harry Houdini. Well, he still is, actually. Yeah, he still is. Right, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, the famous, um, you know, magician is your great uncle. I mean, that's really amazing. And you've had some incredible experiences because um, there's been shows produced recently about him and you've been able to fly. I think you were in Germany recently. <laughs> you've been interviewed on television shows, radio shows about him. That's really remarkable. Yeah. And that's why I'm calling you today. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so what can I do for you today? Well, um, Houdini died 94 years ago okay. on Halloween in Oh, my gosh. That, that's appropriate, right? That's totally appropriate. Yeah. And so Halloween is sort of the unofficial Houdini holiday wow. among Houdini aficionados. Um, <laughs> 94 years. But, of course, people still remember him and magicians still cite him as their inspiration. And, right. Um, that kind of thing. But for 10 years after he died, his wife, Beth, held seances, wow. but he never showed up. Wow. And now there's, there's an official seance every year, and that's been going on for many years now. Uh, and this year my sister and I have been invited to participate. Oh, my gosh, so I, I wish thought, I could be there. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like so yeah, much so fun. It's going to be a Zoom, but oh, we're wow. still going to do it. Wow. So I thought, here's my what if question, yeah. what if? I could communicate with Uncle Harry. Yeah, why not? And so, so why not check in with my favorite medium on the radio? <laughs> well, you know what's so interesting? Because you look, you look just like him. I mean, you guys look, the, the resemblance is uncanny. I mean, if anybody was questioning your connection to him genetically, it's clear that you are related. He, he tells me he went to all of the seances. He went to every single one of them. But he says oh. that back in the day, Everybody was looking for the really scary, creepy stuff. You know, they were looking for the window to slam down or all the lights to go off in the house. And and he goes, sure, you can do those things. He goes, but he said he was looking for more of an an intimate connection with his loved ones, you know, where he could hear 
his voice, that they could hear his voice in their head, or he just wanted to remind everyone how much he loved them. Because he said everyone put up with him. This is what he told He told me something else about a week ago that I'll just I'll explain with, with you when you talked about maybe calling the show and us having a little chat about this. Um, I plugged into him. But he said that he really feels like, you know, he, he thinks he caused a little bit of stress in the family, you know, because he did all these crazy, wacky things that could have even killed him you know, multiple times. And he said his family was very gracious and accepting and supporting of him. And he just really all the time wants to say, thank you for putting up with my stunts and my craziness. And, and everybody, you know, his, a lot of his family members loved him. Um, he says that you, you are a lot like him. You are very adventurous, but you, but you also are devoted to your family. And it's really hard to be devoted to your family and be famous. You know, it's hard to travel around or have a, ton of crazy adventures and be devoted to your family so he says you have the best of both worlds that's what he told me about a week ago when he talked about you wow that's really great you know that is true what you say because my dad chose not to go into the magic business Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. because now i I do go ahead well i have a question and that is regarding the controversy about houdini's death Oh, I don't even know. I mean, I'm just somebody who doesn't read about celebrities. I literally never do. I'm just, for some reason, and I have a few celebrity clients, and I never even read about them ever, ever. But uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if this is too specific, but was his cause of death from the punch from some college students, or was it something he ate? It was from the punch. It was a delayed experience from the punch. Okay, and that's what I have always thought. Really? Well. Wow. Yes. Wow. And when we say the punch, I don't even know what that means exactly. We're talking about a hit in the face or a drink he, he took. I don't know what you're talking about. That's how much I don't know. Well, Houdini had a trick that he could be punched anywhere oh, in his yeah. body. Because that's what I thought. Shape. I thought it was yeah. a physical thing. Yeah, he had a delayed, he probably had a brain bleed or, you know, some other horrific anatomical accident from the punch. But yes, that's what he died from. Yeah. Now, I have a question about his mother. You know, he okay. loved his mother. Too much, so much, I think. Too much, you know. Well, she kind of fed his ego. They they had a very interesting, kind of unhealthy relationship, in my opinion. But I'm very picky about relationships. And, you know, I'm kind of black and white in a lot of ways about relationships. Uh, so what's your question exactly? Well, I wanted to know if she was his source of his spirituality. He, in, in the end of his life, he, he did um, go around and expose fraudulent mediums because yeah. they were defrauding people. Right. But I, but I believe he, he was spiritual. And he he was. was a seeker. Absolutely. I mean, you can't do what he did every day without feeling a connection to the divine because there's an essence of faith and trust Right. And, and so he was listening. He's very intuitive. He was listening to himself and the world around him as he did these very profound and amazing stunts. But I mean, real things that could have cost him his life. So, no, he had a very profound connection to the divine. But it was hard to even back in that time period to talk about it. How do you describe it? How do you explain it? Um, but, yeah, very much so. Um, I, I, I don't really know how to answer the question about his mom. The, the, it's. The relationship didn't have a lot of, I mean, it was, obviously he loved her very much, but I don't think he got what he wanted out of that relationship, quite frankly. So, but that's just my perception about it. 
Okay. Okay. Um, one more question. Okay, last one, and then we'll go to the rest of our callers who are waiting for us. Yes, go right ahead. Was he a spy in Russia and Germany for the U.S. or England? I think he was approached many times to be a spy, approached many times, as are other prominent people and people who travel around. You know, you don't even have to be well-known, but he was approached, but he never, he never wanted to be owned by anyone. He was a very independent person. He, want, he believed in free will, and he didn't trust politics or politicians or government. So, no, he was not a spy, in my opinion. That makes sense. Okay. Well, thank you, Marie. Thank you, George. That was fun. Have a beautiful day in Arizona. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks, George, for joining the show. That is really sweet. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. Harry Houdini's um, great nephew Mm -hmm. was just on the show. Yeah. Okay. Who do we have? I mean, if you go back to some of the information that was, he's a magician. Right. And so, you know, you can't always tell all your secrets. Right. They're held to the code. Yeah. So another twist there. All right, uh, 877-825-8828 for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll take uh, Michelle calling in from the Maryland area. Ooh. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi, guys. Thank you for How waiting. You? Yeah. We're lovely. Thank you. What can I do for you? Okay, so um, back in February, I had a doctor's appointment, and they had found, um, the doctor found a lump on my breast. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be nothing. And all along, I kind of had that feeling. I was like, this is probably going to be nothing. Um, and then I went for my routine mammogram last week, and then I get a call back that now the other breast there is a mass. Uh-huh. And I thought the appointment was today, so I drove for my follow-up only to find out it's next Thursday. <laughs> I never made a mistake like that. I blame it on COVID. Um, I blame it on, mind. it's fine, you, you, you had another week to relax, you know, because you're stressed out about this. Agreed? Yes, because my mother had breast cancer. Right, but that doesn't mean you will. That doesn't exactly. mean you will. So, do you drink coffee? No. Okay, oh, that's well, once good. Once in a while, I do decaf. That's once okay. In while, once but, in a while um, is fine. But it, for some reason, because you have dense breast tissue. When I look in your breast tissue, it's dense to me. Is that true? Yes, very. Okay. Dense. So, people have breast who have dense breast tissue. It's harder for them to see it. When something shows up, it may look bigger. Or that's why you have to do all these follow ups. But I think both of your breasts, they look very happy to me. They give me a thumbs up. You're, Yay. Yeah. So That's you know, what I was thinking. Yeah. I think you should trust yourself. And then I would have a chat with your doctor about, okay, I've got this dense breast tissue. I don't want to be freaked out every single time I go and get a test. What, what can we do? What can we do to not have to go and create anxiety and get my adrenal glands all revved up? You know, maybe yeah. not have the test as often if you're, you know. But one of the things I think would be great to, to look at is look at the American Medical Association. What do they really recommend in terms of mammograms? And it could be a yearly, but they don't recommend that women have a pap smear every year. They recommend every three years and women my age every five years. But, yeah, what do your doctors tell you to do? Every year. Um, yeah. So, Maybe kind of check that out, see how you feel, but talk to your doctor. See if you can find a plan where you don't have to go running across, you know, across the other side of the city and get stressed out for no good reason. Okay? Yes. yes. Okay. Do my, do my um, energy, is every, like, everything look okay? Everything looks great except for your root chakra, and that's because you're scared. <laughs> you know, yes, so. That's every, exactly what I figured. Everything else is taken in beautiful energy, including your heart chakra, which governs your breast tissue. So it looks beautiful to me. And, and your mother, did she survive her illness? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So let's not make it a big deal, okay? 
Awesome. Thank you. You're guys welcome. So Thanks for calling in. Have a beautiful day. And for you all too. those bye pe- bye for all those people who do get annual checkups and somebody found something and 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 you know we're grateful for that we really are but sometimes we have to use our intuition because what creates illness is stress you know regardless that's what creates illness who do we have next yeah we'll take now Sally calling in from the New York area Ooh. hi Sally hi thank you so much for taking my call you are um, welcome. I, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I was recently diagnosed with PCOS, and prior to that, I, I've had um, some painful sex, so I actually also have vaginismus, not to share too much information. No, no, I, I, I love it all myself, by the way, and I'm really sorry that you're going through all of this, but you know, this is 100% your second chakra. You know that, right? Yeah, and, and I don't know what to do to kind of fix it, and I also know my emotions are, are off. Um, right. You know, when people are really happy and excited about things and, you know, I, I look at the same thing and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I don't. I don't <laughs> You're so and, cute. So like, I love. Like, on? I love your honesty. I think that's really amazing. Well, the second chakra, which governs reproductive organs, kidneys, adrenal glands, lower back, appendix, bladder. I think I covered all of it. It's about joy. So every single one of the primary chakras has an emotion and that emotion needs to be in a healthy perspective in our lives to help that vortex feed the organs that it governs. And you even said when people are happy, you're like, eh, well, whatever. (laughs) So, but joy is a very personal experience. Like I could totally relate to the person we interviewed, um, Stormy Grace, when she talked about how much she loved radio because I'm obviously, I've been in this studio for, I think we've figured out 13 years now about that about that Mm -hmm. but the first time I sat behind a mic and I used to be really shy like painfully shy I was so happy just sitting in front of this microphone so joy is a personal experience and you need to allow yourself to discover I want you to get curious about what does joy mean what does what does it mean to be authentically happy does it it's not about black and white things it's very spontaneous it's playful it's unique. And then you're going to start to feed beautiful energy to your second chakra. I would also consider following Dr. Diodamo's diet, eat right for your type. So it's based on your blood type because he believes certain foods create inflammation in the body. And I couldn't agree more. And everything that you're talking about is inflammatory. So you have mm-hmm. inflammation in that part of your body. So I would find that book if that sounds right to you. It's not like a diet diet. It's just like Depending on your blood type, like O's, don't eat cauliflower, eat broccoli. So it's like a trade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not hard, right? Which is really fun. Um, mm. Yeah, right. Like don't eat melons if you're an O type, but have some raspberries and strawberries and blueberries, but no blackberries, you know? <laughs> so it's very specific that way. And then you need to get happy. Stay out of your brain. You think and analyze everything to death. If I did that, I wouldn't be happy. There's no way I could be. No way. I'm- I don't know how. Well, you have to me. practice I've it. I've been trying lately. I've been, um, you know, intentionally watching TV. I used to focus a lot on investing, and and I'm like, no, I'm just <laughs> after work. I'm just going to do nothing that Good. is mentally Good. productive. So, so try I, try resting your awareness in the lower half of your body, like sitting in your belly or your feet, and. The present moment changes every second. Like right now, I'm sitting across from Benny. I, I got a new iPhone. I love that it's lavender. The back of it's really lavender. Ooh. It's very pretty. <laughs> yes. Um, something happened to my other phone. When we I, won't get into it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's 
the sun's starting. It feels like there's peaking through. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. in this moment, I found two things besides Benny's his sweetheart. So it's always lovely to sit across for him. Right. So every moment, I think you just have to sit with it for a while and, and let yourself get comfortable with it. You know, give yourself some time, like get curious about it. It will happen, but you've got to, you've got to jump in there. Okay. Okay. And I, I am torn between my relationship. I don't know. I, I, I that's, that's a really long question. You're going to have to come back from that one because we've had people waiting for a while. That's a long one. So you spend some time, you spend some time in this lower half of your body, call back and then we'll have the talk about your relationship. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a gorgeous day in New York. Yeah, thanks, Sally, so much for joining us. And the book, uh, you can find it at dadamo.com. That's D-A-D-A-M-O.com for He's Dr. amazing. Diadamo's We've book. interviewed him, too. So yep. you can find that interview in the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was just going to say, we have time for one more. Can yeah, just, one more. One more. Let's Please. do it. Jennifer from California. I've been waiting so patiently. Thank, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yep. Yes. And um, yeah, I have a question about my uh, son, my 24-year-old son, he started experiencing some really severe anxiety and depression about eight weeks ago, and he's had it in the past, but he's been great for 18 months. Before that, he, had, he was taking three different medications, and now I'm just wondering if you have any ideas on what to do, to, I, what I can do to help him, because when he is, like, waking up and vomiting almost every morning from the anxiety, and yeah. he's seen the counselor, but the insurance only covers, like, five visits. Today's sure. the fifth visit. <laughs> and um, He saw a psychiatrist who took him off one of the medications last week, and I I just don't know. It has a new it's insurance. It's really so, hard. Um, you know, when people are having mental health moments, you know, and, and he's very sensitive. And I'm sure with the complexity of the world right now is not helping him. So make sure there's no news going on in your house. No news. Tell him to not listen or watch anything on his phone. He can't. He doesn't have the bandwidth. He's got a really sensitive, delicate kind of neurological system. So he doesn't have the bandwidth to pay attention to politics or anything that's going on right now. Uh, it's not in his best interest. And the only thing you can do to help him from my perspective is you can't, you have to stop worrying about him because you get anxious too and you get worried. And then the, the two of you are close to each other and then the anxiety comes together and then it unintentionally affects him. So you're going to have to get happy, shift your energy, get your mind off the topic. Um, and I would look for a natural path. I think he needs to see a naturopathic physician because naturopaths can order uh, m- almost all of modern medicine's pharmacology. They can't do chemotherapy or scheduled two drugs, but they can do everything else. So I think he needs a naturopath who can look at his biochemistry, his neurological system, give him whatever you know modern medicine that he needs for his acute problems, but then start to get him to go back to a healthier state of being through more herbal remedies and whatnot. Okay. Um is, is it affecting my shock? My, I mean, do I have any leaks now? Because I didn't before, but no, I'm wondering if No, you have I no do. leaks. Nope. Okay. So I just need to stop feeling guilty yes. about the fact that my family passed this, you know, from my family history and uh, yes. shakes my own faith when he's yes. trying to pray and, you know, wonder what to do. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Have a very beautiful day, and we wish the best for your lovely son. Thank you, everyone, for calling into the show today and for listening to the show. And thank you, Stormy Grace, for uh, enlightening us about the astrological events that we're experiencing and those to come starting next month. StormyGrace.com. Yes. Have With a, the I-E, S-T-O-R-M-I-E. Yeah, really fun. Mm-hmm. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye.